come down to come and gather with me up here, and if you're worshiping online, to move a little closer to your screens. And if you want to bring a bulletin with you, if you've got one, you can do that too. Good morning. So glad to see everybody. Good morning, good morning. Welcome, welcome, and welcome online. (laughs) So when you come to church during the month of December, or if you're worshiping online and you can look at the bulletin on your computers, I want you all to pay close attention to the pictures that are on the front of the bulletin each week because they're important and we picked them for a reason. If you can see this picture at all, you know it's very busy. There are a lot of people in this picture doing a lot of different things. There's a woman baking bread. There's somebody taking care of a sick sick loved one. There's a circle of people dancing. There's somebody building something. All sorts of things going on. If you look way down in the bottom right corner of the picture, There's Mary, the mother of Jesus, and she's feeding chickens. She's just doing an ordinary chore, going about her daily work. And right next to her is an angel who is about to tell her that she's going to give birth to the Son of God. So this makes me think about our lives. And our lives are really busy. Some of you go to school. You're getting ready maybe to go to Sunday school. Maybe some of you play soccer or take drawing lessons or something like that. All of us in the sanctuary today are busy doing things a lot. But you know, there's always God. God is with us every day and God is always right next to us. So instead of Looking at this picture and just seeing a bunch of busy people, we can look carefully and see that God is saying something to Mary. So what I'd like for us to do is to keep our eyes and ears open for ways that we see God in our world. Maybe you see someone being kind and smiling, or somebody helping somebody else, or maybe you look at the lights on the Christmas tree and you feel peaceful. God is always with us, so let's keep our eyes open and notice where we see God. Let's pray. Loving God, we thank you that you are always with us. You are around us and in our hearts. Help us to keep our hearts open and our eyes open to feel your love every day, even in the busiest days. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you all so much. If you're three years old, four years old, or five years old, you can go with Pastor Maggie to Children's Chapel. And if you're not three, four, or five, you can go back to your seats with parents or friends. I hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving, whether it was quiet and restful or or full of lots of family and turkey and all the things. I hope it was restorative to all of you. I can't help this time of year but think about what Thanksgiving was like when I was growing up. When I was a child, whether it was Thanksgiving, Christmas, or Easter, we had the same tradition. We'd get up in the morning and our parents would pile all four of us kids into a car and we would drive the two and a half hours to Brownsville, Tennessee to my grandmother's house. 
My earliest memories, when I was really little, I sat in the front seat in between my dad and my brother, because I was the youngest and I was the smallest at some point. In the back seat was my mother and my two sisters. And then as I grew, as my brother grew, as we all grew, my parents invested in one of those wood-paneled station wagons. So my brother and I could just loll around in the back. This was before seatbelt laws. Wasn't safe, but, but we made it to Brownsville every time. And on our way home from Brownsville, we often went through this part of Bellevue with the big hill. Some of you know which one I'm talking about. And we would start to crest the hill, and you couldn't see anything in front of you but the sky. And my dad would always say, end of the world, straight ahead. It just felt like we were going to fly off the end of the earth. End of the world, straight ahead. Sometimes it feels like that, doesn't it? I've had a few conversations over the past 20 months with, with folks who felt like, you know, it just feels like the world is coming to an end. Are we living in the end times? With this pandemic and hurricanes in the east and fires in the west and all of the things going on across the globe that we see on our computers and our phones 24 hours a day, seven days a week, it's easy to feel like the end of the world is straight ahead. It has felt that way in pretty much every generation, I would guess. As we live our lives and we see the things happening around us, it's easy to think that the end of the world is coming. We read these words of Jesus in the Gospel of Luke. And this is a continuation of, of some of the words we heard a couple of weeks ago, Mark's version in Mark's Gospel where Jesus is talking with the disciples as they stand outside the temple. And, and he's told them, you know, as glorious as this temple is, the stones are all going to be thrown down soon. We heard that text a couple of weeks ago. But now he continues saying there will be signs in the sun and the moon and the roaring of the seas, and it's going to feel like the end times. And so when we feel that way, when we feel like the ground is shifting underneath us and everything is changing and even perhaps coming to an end, we lean in a little more closely to hear what Jesus has to say. And what he offers in these texts, in these verses that we've just heard, is some guidance to his disciples. When it seems as if the end of the world is straight ahead, he says, look up. Raise your heads and look around. Now, before we explore a little more what Jesus might mean by that, I want to I notice what he says not to do. There are some ways of responding that he warns us against. He says, be sure that your hearts are not weighed down with drunkenness and dissipation or the worries of this life. I don't know about you, but I understand those two temptations. In some of these days when I feel so overwhelmed and so concerned about the end of the world and all of the things that are happening, there's part of me that just wants to numb out. And we see that response around us, whether it's a bottle of wine or uh, binge-watching Netflix or some way to just check out and ignore everything that's going on around us and say, there's nothing I can do anyway, I'm just going to crawl into my cave and forget about it. There are days when I feel like that too. 
Now, to be sure, I think it's important that we have a Sabbath time, that we do have times regularly when we step away from all the busyness of the world, from all that's going on, and we find ways genuinely to rest, to sleep, to be with people, maybe to binge watch three episodes of Star Trek in an afternoon. I'm not saying I do that. But we need those times of rest. But if we find ourselves checking out, we find ourselves becoming callous and losing any sense of connection or compassion with all that's going on around us, then we need to heed Jesus' warning. Be careful that you're not numbing out against what's going on in the world. Be careful of drunkenness and dissipation and also being weighed down by the worries of this life. The other extreme that I also find myself tempted into is, is being so overly anxious and getting into this cycle of worry and, and what's going to happen and checking the Twitter feed every five minutes to see how a particular story is developing. And we can get so caught up in the anxiety of this moment that we, we lose sight of where God is and what's most important. So I don't know about you, but I identify with both of these kinds of reactions in moments when it feels like the end of the world is straight ahead. But Jesus says, don't do these things. Instead, how many times in these verses does he say, look around, wake up, notice, be alert, stay awake, keep your eyes open. Open for what? Notice what? Look at the fig tree and all the trees, he says. When you see the leaves beginning to emerge, you know that summer is coming. In the same way, look for the signs that the kingdom of God is coming upon the earth. Look for those manifestations of God in our midst, in our world and within us. Keep your eyes peeled to notice where God is around you and in you. That's our invitation in this season of Advent, in this season of life that our world is in right now, to keep our eyes and hearts open for the revelation of the kingdom of God. In the season of Advent, we're not just preparing to hear the story of Jesus' birth as a baby in a manger in Bethlehem. This scripture reading reminds us we are keeping our eyes open for the return of Christ into our world, for the ways that Christ is being birthed even now into our midst. So how do we do that? Every week in our staff meetings, we take a few minutes at the beginning to share with each other any signs of God's sightings in our ministries. We frame it with our church's vision statement, which is the loving light of Christ, connecting, transforming. And so I ask, where have you seen signs of connection and transformation and shining in our church this week? And there is at least one story, most of the time three or four, every week of ways that the kingdom of God is being manifest in and through you. This past week, Stacy shared that our quiet place that we've developed downstairs on the lower level is beginning to grow. If you've not heard about this, during the 
early days of the pandemic, we were noticing more and more people coming by the church from the streets asking for help, for food, for bus passes, and we're equipped to do some of that. But our outreach team and a group of folks felt concerned that perhaps there was more we can do. And so we've developed this space down in the lower level where right now we just have enough volunteers to do it a couple of days a week where people can come and get a hot cup of coffee or a cold cup of water. They can sit and rest their feet, take a nap, feel welcomed and loved. And Stacy shared with us this past week, we reached capacity. We were full during the hours we were open. And so the word is getting out that West End United Methodist Church is a place where you can go and be safe and loved and cared for and rest for a while. That's a kingdom sighting right there. And that practice of sharing those things every week helps me keep my eyes open better so that I'm looking for signs that I can share next week in staff meeting. So maybe this season of Advent, we could take on another practice. Take on a spiritual practice. We usually think of doing that during Lent, but how about during Advent? Find a time, maybe at the end of each day or once a week, where you ponder and write down where you've seen God, where Christ has been made manifest in your midst. And maybe that practice of, of noticing will help open our eyes more and more to the kingdom of God. You know, what Jesus is talking about may be the the end of time as we know it, but it's not destruction, and it's not death. It is the full reconciling of God, of all things to God's self. It is the completion of all creation that Jesus is talking about. It is the fulfillment of all of our hope that we look toward in this season of Advent. So my friends, as people of God, as followers of Christ, let us open our eyes and our hearts to see and welcome with joy the Christ who is coming. Amen.